Have you ever wondered who's awake? Have you ever asked who cooks for you? Have you seen an increase in owl-related decor around this time of year? Well, today we answer those questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Birding by Ear. If you're new here, my name is Beth. I live in northern Utah, and I am not an expert birder. I'm on a journey to teach myself how to identify birds by the sounds they make. So if you want to learn too, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. If you're not new here, thanks and welcome back. It's spooky month. For some reason, owls gain in popularity around this time of year. So I thought it would be fun to do a Halloween-themed Birding by Air episode. So today, we are talking about owls. Now remember, owls won't be hooting this time of year. They will be pretty much quiet. This is really just for fun. But tuck this away and keep your ears out in late winter and early spring when you might get lucky enough to hear some owls. But before we begin, I need you all to make me a promise that you were bird ethically. For some reason, owls tend to get harassed more than other birds. So all of you, please pause and go find the sacred field guide of your choosing. It could be the first field guide you ever owned, the biggest one you own, the one you bought for a trip you haven't taken yet. Whichever one speaks to you. Now place your hand on the sacred text and repeat after me. I, state your name, I, Beth, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear, that I will not harass owls. That I will not harass owls. That I will remember that a good picture of an owl may not be worth it. That a good picture of an owl may not be worth it. That I will use my ears, not my playback, whenever possible. That I will use my ears, not my playback, whenever possible. That I will only use playback when and where appropriate, and only sparingly. That I will only use playback when and where appropriate, and only sparingly. So help me hoot. So help me hoot. Thank you. Now on with the show. Owls are a fascinating group of birds to birders and non-birders alike. There is always much love and fanfare surrounding owls, especially this time of year. For birders, they can be a much sought-after and special treat. Since so many of them are nocturnal, they are much harder to find, let alone get a good look at. And as we know, any time a bird is hard to see, for whatever reason, sounds can play a key role. Today we will listen to three hooting owls. First, the great horned owl, one of the most widespread and common owls in North America. Second, the long-eared owl, a personal favorite of mine. And third, the barred owl. The barred owl is not common where I live, so I wouldn't normally include it but it is quite common east of the Rockies and can be sometimes heard during the day. Plus, its hoots are pretty iconic. After the three hooters, we will talk about three owls that I'm going to call the ping pong owls. Their sounds are much more of a toot than a hoot. These will be Western Screech Owl, Northern Pygmy Owl, and Northern Sawit Owl. That's a lot of birds to cover and more than I usually do, so let's hoot to it. 
As always, if you want to skip to a certain species, check out the timestamps in the episode descriptions. Okay, let's listen to our first owl. That was the great horned owl. They give a deep, soft hooting sound that sounds like, who's awake? Who? Who? Who's awake? Me, too. Great horned owls have a classic sound. They are often what we think about when we imagine an owl hoot. Great horned owls also have other sounds they make, especially around the nest or when alarmed. But since we promised not to get too close to owls, most of us won't have the opportunity to hear those sounds or shouldn't have the opportunity to hear those sounds. So I'm not going to play them here. But if you're curious, you can find them online. So one more time, the classic hoots of the great horned owl. Are you ready for the next owl? What did you think of that hooter? That was the long-eared owl. The long-eared owls used to be a lot more common in my local area, but in the years since I've started birding have drastically decreased in numbers. In fact, I haven't seen a long-eared owl in many, many years. According to the partners in flight, their population have decreased by a staggering 91% since 1970. That breaks my heart some while also answering the questions of why I haven't seen any for many years. I'll leave some links about more information about their conservation status in the description note. As with a lot of environmental issues in the world today, more attention to the drastic decrease in numbers can hopefully help turn the tide and bring some of these birds back. Just the other day, I was having a conversation with my dad about how he never used to see ospreys and bald eagles when he was growing up. For context, he spent most of his youth in the Uinta Mountains in northern Utah, but now he sees both of these birds quite regularly, and often even finds their nests. So, there is hope if we can care enough. Here's to hoping one day the sounds of the long-eared owl are commonplace again. So, what do they sound like? They give a series of evenly spaced hoots ranging from 10 to 100 hoots in a row. Once again, they have a variety of alarm calls, but since we promised not to alarm owls, we won't be playing any of those sounds. Some other interesting facts about long-eared owls is that they are one of the few species of owls that are truly migratory. So one more time, the hoots of the long-eared owl. 
Are you ready for the next owl? That was the barred owl. As I mentioned, I almost didn't put this owl in this episode because they are not common in my area. While they are mostly found east of the Rockies, their range has recently expanded to include parts of the Pacific Northwest, where they are now competing with local spotted owls. The reason I ultimately decided to put them in is because of how commonly you can hear their hoots, even sometimes during the daytime. The famous mnemonic for this hooter is, Who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all? So one more time, the barred owl. So that's it for the hooting owls. Next up are tooting owls, or ping pong owls. These owls' hoots sound much more like a toot or a ball dropping than what we would traditionally think of as an owl hoot. For example, our first owl sounds like this. That was the western screech owl. The most common song is an accelerating series of bouncing ball low whistles that often drop in pitch. They sound like sound a bit like a ping pong ball being dropped. One more time, the Western Screech Owl. Our last two owls today can sound very similar to each other. I'm going to play both back to back and then talk about each one. Here's the first one. And here's the second.
The first one is the northern pygmy owl. The northern pygmy owl can sometimes be heard during the day. Their song is monotonous, repeated, single toots. Most of the time, they will be slower than the second bird, which was the northern sawwit owl. And here is what the northern sawwit sounds like. The northern sawwit owl are only heard at night and are low whistle toots about two per second. They typically have a regular rhythm. So let's play those back to back again. First, the northern pygmy owl. And then the northern sawwit owl. Now, let's do a quick review of all the owls we've talked about in this episode. First, the great horned owl, which says, who's awake, who, who. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. Then the long-eared owl. Then the barred owl, who cooks for you. <coughs> Next is the west screech owl, which is the ping pong ball. Then the northern pygmy owl. And finally, the northern sawwet owl. I'm going to play those one more time without interruptions.
Now I'm going to mix them up and see if you can identify each one. Are you ready? Here's bird number one. Bird number two. Bird number three. Bird number four. Bird number five. <laughs> and bird number six. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you found it helpful. It'd be a real hoot to let me know what you think. You can leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, reach out via Facebook, or leave a comment on the podcast website. Links are in the description. Have a spooktacular spooky month, and just by way of information, I'm working on a winter episode for December leading up to the Christmas bird count, and then I will be back with more episodes in the spring. Until then, go and get your ears on birding. <laughs> Audio recordings in today's episode are from the Cornell Guide to Bird Sound and the audio collection found on audubon.org.